You're listening to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Mike knows like so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He like has like the biggest names on uh, in comedy on his on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. This is what the show's about, Nick. Did we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. What are the topics, Mike? What are the topics? This whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah, boy. Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. From Muscatine to the Silver Street. Wait, it's a podcast? From Muscatine, Iowa to your AirPods? Here's Mike. I'm Mike Bridenstine. Shout out Rick Gonzalez. Shout out Bad Planet. Shout out to my unpaid announcer, Tony Tone Lovensoul. Shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Shout out to Brad Wenzel, whose new album I'm going to play a clip of later. Folks, I have the world's greatest panel. Chanel Ali is back from MTV, from Comedy Central, from JFL New Faces. She's fucking great. Happy to have her back. Melody Kamali is back. She's the co-host of Diking Out. I have permission to say it. Always great on here. Matt Kirshen is back. The pride of foggy London town from Probably Science. He's hilarious. And Jake Kroger is back. The comedy bureau himself. The Iris Apfel of comedy. The Jonathan Gold of comedy. But young. This group was fantastic. Please click follow. If you don't already, and without further ado, here are Chanel, Melody, Matt, and Jake. Mike, I, I think this might be the the worst billboard year I've done on this podcast. <laughs> I was just talking about it with Matt Kirshen, the number one song, and we'll get to all of this in like 40 minutes, but I had never yeah. heard that Bieber song. Yeah. I, I, Which one? I, number one. Is that Love Yourself or the yeah, other Yeah, Love Yourself. Yeah, they make fun. You ever watch the other two, Mike? The other two, what? On Comedy Central. Oh, no. They, like, basically make fun of Justin Bieber via, uh, via like, this, the brother and sister of a Justin Bieber type. They, like, follow them. It's so good. It's so funny. But they, they definitely, like, make fun of that song. <laughs> what is, is it? It's recent? It's, like, in the last five years. I was like, years It's on or... HBO Max now. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, my cat's about to vomit. You might hear that. Whoa, that's fun. Whoa. I'm going to record on the cloud. I was told it looks... How do you recording know that in that's progress. about to come up, Mel- Melody? Like, you can hear look, look gagging. Up. Oh, I know the sound. I know a, it's a very specific meow. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's the name of this and, episode, a very specific meow. Yes. Oh, and it, And he's vomiting now. Wow. Super. Um, my my first question, it could be a, hey, that's just what the critics say, not um, what people think. Because I just saw a headline that Ant-Man, the new Ant-Man, is making a ton of money. But mm-hmm. the critics were like, hey, this shit sucks. It's yeah. like, so are we moving on as a culture from Marvel movies or is this shit forever and ever? Uh, <laughs> you know, I tweeted out today, Mike, that phase six of the MCU should have Kevin Feige as the big bad. Sure. 
and that the fact that they've created their own monster that they can't destroy. I mean, is it just like Disney movies now? It's like, I mean, if someone's like, when are Disney's movies going to be over? I'd be like, what are you talking about? That's that's just for in perpetuity. Yeah, it might be forever. Um, I, I saw Quantum Mania last night as it was like, oh, I got to get this out of the way. Matthew, you're muted. So I am. There you go. <laughs> I saw your mouth move and I was like, that's a mute. Oh, you, you'd boy. think three years into a pandemic, I'd know how to use Zoom. I don't <laughs> practice this thing. Never, never. <laughs> Or maybe that this is you getting back to the new normal and you're just denying that anything happened. <laughs> we, we we went to a party um on in, over Christmas that um like it was they were really good about like really good ventilation and they said like everyone take a COVID test before they come and people were like uploading their like their tests and stuff to the site. So it was like it was good to the Facebook page. And then the next day someone was like, Hey, I'm really sorry, I've just tested positive. Hope I haven't infected any of you. And we're like Okay, you know, it happens. And then we scroll up. And on the Facebook event page, they've posted from the night before a picture of two tests, like, hey, on our way. And one of them was positive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was it, it was a faint line. It was it wasn't like, you know, like it wasn't like sharpied in, but it was like it was a line. And you're like, how do you like people wow. are like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> How do you not know? That's hilarious. This many years into it, that that's like a positive test. So they're just like posted, like here we go, calling the Uber. <laughs> oh my Picture goodness. of a pregnancy test that is positive, like going out drinking tonight. Yeah. <laughs> In the clear. <laughs> Don't know how things work. Um, I'm just gonna close uh, the window that's next to me because there's a cat vomiting. Yeah, there's cast vomiting, and also today is just like neighbors banging stuff for fun day. My I next think Quantum Mania might be the. I don't know if you one have of the this as well. Marvel could... movies. Well, the the worst one was Kumail's, and I felt bad about it because I have two action figures. You can see both of them behind me. Yeah. At least it looked pretty. The Eternals looked pretty. Yeah, I tried so hard to like that movie, and I turn. I was like, oh well, I'm turning this off. I have. Yeah. Done it. I haven't seen Iron Man three, but I hear that's supposed to be like terrible. Is that the one where he gets drunk and DJs a party, or is that two? Um, it's where uh, Ben Kingsley plays like. Oh uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. And then they make a they make a joke about it in Chongqi, and I really really hate that I know all of this. Yeah, you I have to. Liked, I watched that one on a plane, and I quite I quite like that one. But I was. It's um, on a plane. It doesn't count. Everything is good on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will say yeah, that's true. Like Big Mama's House too, very funny on a plane. <laughs> Try Did it, it make off. you cry? Everything makes you cry on a plane. Apparently, <laughs> things uh, when you're it, on a plane, you're more. Yeah, it, it made me cry in a kind of like nothing will ever be as good. Mm -hmm. Nothing's gonna oh, measure yeah. up to Big Mama's house too. If you're hung Makes over sense. on a plane, you're gonna sob. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. <laughs> um, I did watch Toy Story three on a plane, and that's just unfair. Yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> it's over. Um, <laughs> I have a question. I keep seeing people are excited about Blockbuster Video. There was a Blockbuster. Uh, ad during the Super Bowl. If there's ever a blockbuster pop up, people are quick to the Instagram with it. When when Blockbuster came to my hometown, it fucking wiped out every mom and pop like video rental place. What is the blockbuster nostalgia? Aren't they Starbucks but fucking videos? Like, why are they not pieces of shit anymore? Right. Yeah. Well, because they got we wiped out. Yeah. Well, they got so they got wiped out, so it's fine. Yeah. 
I was, so it's fine that people are nostalgic because the, yeah they're almost extinct you don't you're not nostalgic for blockbuster you're nostalgic for what was wiped out for a blockbuster yeah we had yesterday yeah. and today video in muscatine iowa you could get four movies for four dollars for four days if they were not a new release i can still smell the inside of it that's what I that's and it went away when Blockbuster came in and they're like, all our shit sucks. We're Blockbuster. I think my generation's perfectly like positioned to not be aware of what was wiped out. So that's uh, so all we knew was Blockbuster. And your nostalgia comes from like that Friday night going to the store and walking around with your friends and picking something out. That's all we knew. Like we didn't. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So 10 years will get you like we don't we didn't know about Video Hut in the no, weird just Hollywood room. video yeah. and Blockbuster. Okay. They should Are have you... like a pop-up that recreates the experience of buying porn from a bigger boy at school. <laughs> they should yeah, they should make woods porn. They should like <laughs> you go you cut through the woods with your friends and you find a bunch of old Playboys. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they they can make an installation for that yeah. on like Hollywood. Pop-ups pop probably the wrong word. I think that's <laughs> 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 no, it's. I think I feel that it's uh, appropriate. He sews installation. They're all. They're all. They're all. <laughs> it's appropriate for anybody. The it's a pop up. <laughs> Woods porn pop up. That is fucking a great idea, and I'm. I think that we should do it. Um. Okay. Last week, I someone brought up the movie, the documentary comedian, the Jerry Seinfeld, Orny Adams documentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if this was a thing for every kind of person in comedy i know that like i started at a specific time in the 2000s and that this came out in like 2001 so i don't know if this resonates melody was this a thing for you or no or jake or matt like what is what a thing like a right did you watch watch that yeah did you watch that was it like the big deal for you no yeah it wasn't a big deal yeah. Mike and I, I think we're we're pretty much contemporaries, even though we started in different continents. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I I remember it being very much a thing. I remember watching it, and then the DVD came out. And yeah, it was it was exactly around the time that I was doing open mics, and then it's like starting to break out from open mics to pro gigs, and uh, you know, already see you know doing the guest set in a pro gig or getting the odd twenty here for doing a set. But yeah, um, so yeah, it it was because you, you as. Uh, firstly, as a, no one is more earnest than a brand new comic. Yes. No one is more <laughs> yes. earnest than like, this is how it is. This is how you got to do it. No one this knows is- more than a three years in comic. I've had this yeah. thought. Like for my, like, no one knows exactly how comedy works. Like a three this years is bad. in, this is bad comedy. This is how you're supposed to do things. This is what's so, good. This is, you're not telling the truth, man. And I'm a 24 yeah. year old telling you how the world so, works. So, so I guess yeah, watching like Seinfeld kind of go through the same thing you are of like building a set. Yes. And having some good shows and some bad shows, yes. and then getting on your private jet to go to the next city. <laughs> That's funny. I showed it to my wife. She'd never seen it. And I was like, I've seen this a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this was the first movie about comedy that made it feel like like I wanted to be at those shows with with I wanted to be at the same shows that Orny Adams was at. And then it cuts to Jerry going onto a private jet. And she goes, why didn't you want to do that? Because <laughs> that's not that's just how he gets to shows. But the show is the thing. The show is the, the show part. is the thing. I want to be funny, not fly in a plane. Doesn't doesn't matter whether you're in private jet or the Greyhound. That's it's just the show is the important bit. The, the <laughs> building the set. That's what you're missing. It. You're, you're you're watching the wrong bit. You're watching the wrong. Bit. 
Did how about Jake? Did you watch this thing or care? I did. I did. I feel like uh I mean it was definitely a thing, but I feel like reading Born Standing Up was like a bigger deal. Yeah, that that's a staple. That was. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it was a thing for kid, like people my age starting when I started, but I came in already like alt. Like I, uh, <laughs> I watched um, comedians of comedy yeah. in that right. way. Like that was yeah. like what I watched mm-hmm. over yeah. and over. Yeah, but, that one was big too. I started in 2009. Uh, and But yeah, it was still a thing. But I also, I mean, kind of like Melody, I like one of the first shows i was like involved with i i was like the intern slash tech for this show called joke lab which was one of the more insane things i've ever been a part of because it was like a themed show and um you had to do like a bit based on the theme and the theme was never like you know something easy like the ocean or something it would always be weird like aliens and immigration or something and uh and you that's open to interpretation and then that they sounds really hilarious i know then they would really discourage you from just doing stand-up based on the theme they really wanted you to do like a character or a sketch or some weird bit and that's how i met like lizzie cooperman and johnny pemberton and josh fadum and tony sam and i saw all of them do the like wild things I'm like you're allowed to do that okay i guess like whatever you're not actually allowed to do that yeah tony sam's not no like like they get into a lot of trouble and it's not cool but you know they just haven't been properly punished for it yet but (laughs) it's coming for cooperman i'm telling you one of these days it's coming for her yeah i guess comedians of comedy was pretty close after like 2005 and that was a huge deal right to all of all of the alti alts in Chicago, we all wanted mm-hmm. to be that. So, I I feel like probably years after me, I, I think WTF probably means kind of the same thing. Oh. Or maybe there's like a parallel. The Gallagher yeah. episode, huh? The get when Gallagher is on, you're like, I'm getting a lot. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I oh, started listening to that, and then eventually started stand up around the time uh, that podcast was taking off. I got mad at it because it taught people how to do it. We had to, like, get books at the library. It was like... <laughs> um, my friend, my British friend, uh, Stuart Goldsmith, has a show called Comedian's Comedian, which is, again, like, it's, like, inside the Access Studio for comics, and it's great, but it also, I, I feel you, like, having to find, like, zen and the art of stand-up comedy. <laughs> yes. I remember that oh, one? Oh, I yes. have that still. Yeah. My sister got me a book called How to Do It Standing Up that was like, oh, I need to find open mics. Like, that's... <laughs> I don't know. Hey. Hello. I was asking Hi. if you had seen the movie Comedian, if it was a big deal in your comedy world when you were new, or if it was too old for you. Did you give a shit about it? No. I don't think I saw that one, but I did read that Steve Martin book. Yeah. okay. Here we go. Exactly yeah. what Melody just said. Yeah, yeah. that's I it. Taking, I remember taking this this really important idea from it was that Steve Martin was bombing a ton in the beginning, you know? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, bomb yeah. over here, bomb over there, bomb it up, you know? Yeah. And that was really impactful for me. I was like, hey, you know, some people bomb. If he did it all the time, you could do it a little less. <laughs> my, my my only worry with that with those kind of stories and it's the same as like the kind of like the genius inventor who doesn't get acknowledged for a while is that like steve martin bombed all the time and then he became steve martin and like nikolai tesla was like ignored for a while and like became te- 
but then there's like a thousand other people like well tesla's ideas were ignored steve martin <laughs> bombed all this time <laughs> and you're like yeah but you're not gonna turn into them you're just gonna be this right <laughs> you've just you're this person was clinically insane and should have given up 10 years ago <laughs> rodney dangerfield didn't make it till he was 45 years old or something <laughs> No, he doesn't get any respect. No, no respect. <laughs> I think yeah. actually one of the worst things that happened to stand up is um, Malcolm Gladwell's outliers saying that like 10,000 hours interpret. Yeah. 10,000 hours is automatic mastery. And I the whole thing. How are you like going to get 10,000 hours on stage, though? That's insane. Yeah. In three minute chunks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mike, were you around for Marty's? You remember Marty's? Oh, wait. Remind me what Marty's was. So it was this, like, one... It was, like, an open mic venue. Like, they didn't put on shows. It was oh, just an open mic. talk about Marty's like it was Vietnam. I know. Well, because it kind of became that. And so it would run from, like, anywhere from, like, noon to, like, 10 p.m. You would show up. You pay five bucks. And you can go up as many times as you want. And, <laughs> like... Uh, that was in my that was in my like I'm ten years in I've done new faces I don't need to do open mics phase like that's uh, like right. I'm too good for Marty's right but it was you it was strive to be weird... too good for Marty's baby oh, I was gonna say I you know I started comedy in Philly and I used to do a lot of like multi genre mics mm -hmm. like where they had poets and rappers and yeah. whatever and they were Those so were surprised. The best. Yeah, they were amazing. And they were so surprised just to see a lady comic that they just wouldn't like me. Like they just right. same in Chicago. Like they didn't want to was... interrupt. So in my first year of comedy, I was doing like 20, 30 minute sets. I had nothing. <laughs> but I I was just up there because right. I, you know, was used to being allowed to just say it and work it out, you know. So I feel like I always tried to get other comics like, hey, you know, we should do other open mics too. And they'd be like, She's a fucking hippie, she's a weirdo. Like <laughs> She's talking about some mic I never even heard of. Do you like, feel like that yeah. stage time was valuable or like as valuable? Like that, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it was so valuable. Yeah. Because I wasn't worried about a clock and looking for a light. And, you know, I just think, especially that early stage of my career, when I was really trying to figure out like who I was on stage, yeah. I had some real breakthrough moments. Like I think the biggest laugh I ever got early in my career, I remember getting it there. And I remember feeling it like off of a big crowd and being like, whoa, this is getting crazy now. We're getting wild. Yeah. <laughs> that was like when Hannibal would do poetry open mics, like hip hop open mics and tell people about it. And we'd be like, what are you, what? Like we had no idea that you, like that was even allowed. Like People would gatekeep the music mics when I was coming up in Chicago. And it was like this little whisper network of, um, cause the equivalent, um, <laughs> Instead of going to a mic and getting like four minutes, five minutes at these music mics, you could get two or three songs, and um, it's like a strip they club. Know how to light you because <laughs> there's no break in between. Like you don't know, so I would you'd go up and do your Freebirds, you know. Yeah. Like you do like ten minutes for stand of yeah. stand up, and they're like, "Okay, I'm for my second song." Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, uh, there's there someone's trying to make Gen Z called the lockdown generation. Do we like it, or do we have another choice for what to call them? I don't know. What is Gen Z? It's how how young is too young to be Gen Z? Younger than millennials, I guess. So I could look up. Like the... Millennials are millennials yeah. are old now as well. Like I... they're forty. I just yeah. think the only people who really were like lockdown 
lockdown in a, in a crazy way were like newborn babies. I just feel like yeah, oh, yeah, like my, my sister they has remember too. that right. Exactly. Well, so that's two... why I feel like they can't be complaining yet. <laughs> but but it is like my sister has two kids, um, and like one of them is a toddler and one of them is a baby, and the baby like was born during lockdown. So like, and you can tell there's a difference. Like she is a lot less comfortable around adults who aren't her parents. Like she's just like she's less social. Oh just, yeah. Like it's gonna, I, I, it'll probably work itself out as she gets older. But it is, it's like you could tell it's there's a difference though because they. They were just raised in isolation for the first year. There's a year. school down the street from me. So, like, elementary school kids will walk past my house. And there's a boy who, like, I went outside because I was waiting for, like, delivery during, like, COVID. And this little, this boy, this when the school reopened, this boy walked past me. And he was just making Donald Duck noises. He was just going, quack, quack. <laughs> and then by himself. And I just had this thought, like, man, that kid has been by himself for two <laughs> fucking years and now he's no gonna go to out and him how awesome his Donald Duck impression is. <laughs> he just has this Donald Duck impression, and he's ready to show it to the world. He's practicing. <laughs> like these kids are gonna be fucking socially insane. Like I don't know, but they were already what? on track to be with what the they were, they were born with Instagram accounts. I was at an yeah, open mic yeah. a couple weeks ago, and there was a 21, 22 year old girl on stage. And she's obviously Gen Z and her set was lamenting Gen Alpha, like the one after her. And I couldn't <laughs> believe my ears. And I think it should be about... Gen A and I think you should have to say it like Forrest Gump. Gen I. <laughs> um, I did say it in my head that way because it was a question on the New York Times mini. Um, uh, yeah. so it's a freebie for you if you do it uh, today. But um, yeah, she was just like, her whole bit was how she has a sister who's in that generation. And she was like, she was born with an Instagram and I grew it to like 1800. She was born with 1800 followers and now she's doing nothing with it. Like that, I couldn't, I had to leave. <laughs> I love it. Wow. I'm ready for that. Was, that was going to be know. my next quit. Kind of sounds like she was kind of like she was bombing at that mic. I don't know. Oh no! It, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was going to be my next question because I was I was like there is there's got to be a generation after Z now because that there are like Z probably stops at like college age. So yeah, I think that generation Alpha, Gen beta. Alpha is the lockdown generation. Surely yeah. they're the ones who we can't keep going with like the the letters though, right? Well, it's going to go through the Greek alphabet now, and then it's going to go. What and then be, Hebrew alphabet then, in 26 years or whatever. Then, then hurricanes. Well, who's deciding well, the generations? The order of these or use of letters. I guess Joe like, Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the job, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've been working at Lyric Hyperion, and it's been in, it's been fun to watch a lot of young comics. What they do is they the style is they state their identity and then they go from there it's very interesting to so kind is, of to, is that just like the new version of like i know what you're thinking yes uh, i know what i look like but everything it's, yeah, is now, so no fucking one knows 80s what anyone looks like so it's like here's mm-hmm. what i am <laughs> in the 80s yeah. it's like i'm half this i'm half that well i guess i stole my own stereo like <laughs> <laughs> And but then, then I know I mean, how to install it. Right. <laughs> and then their act would be, so where are you from? Fuck you. Like, that's what comedy is now again. That's what it's, it's like so 80s. Well, it is exciting, Mike, to go to open mic, certain open mics where you, it's truly like as diverse as it can, as can be with like a bunch of different people from different backgrounds, trans people, et cetera, et cetera, um, all be bad at comedy. <laughs> 
That's equal opportunity, baby. That's the yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of, half, more than half of Republicans are now, I read this, support Christian nationalism. Uh, good? Uh, yeah, no, that's like, what is, is your reaction to that? Yeah, no shit, that's why we're fighting, or whoa, that's fucking alarming. More than half of Republicans are Christian nationalists, which I guess means, hey, we should have like a national religion, and it's yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I think it's more than more than half. Yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> surprised. Yeah. No, I think that's maybe like more of them are admitting to it openly and have realized that like they can't hide their blogs. But <laughs> their blogs. yeah, I don't know. I, I think a lot of them feel that way, and 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 also that just is kind of just them not having other options <laughs> feeling like they got to follow the money as well i feel like jake yeah. knows people intimately that uh, agrees with this so i'm gonna propose this to him does this <laughs> shock you oh sure oh yeah i mean my my folks would definitely uh identify with it being a christian nation uh i mean they they voted for trump twice my sister would too who like briefly said she broke up with her girlfriend who she lives with but um because she felt too guilty uh for being gay because she's christian oh you said this at ever show yeah i asked uh, for advice and uh i guess thankfully what your, parents... what's your problem yes uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. okay thankfully my parents talked her out of it uh and you know that that was it was that's was good really right weird. yeah it's good but they they still can't this is why like christian nationalism or being like having this idea of the america being such a christian nation is such a problem is because it's like just normal behavior to love your gay daughter and then say that it's fine to be gay but still reaffirm that being gay is a sin and it's like well that's not we're not here to judge but we are here telling you it's still a sin and that's Sins like are no problem you just ask jesus for forgiveness right before you die everybody knows that mm-hmm. <laughs> why does that feel like more of a catholic thing oh right like, i was that's the like, only that's the only christianity i know so maybe uh maybe i'm skewed by that you hate yourself sex is weird and you can be forgiven for everything that's the catholicism yeah, just the final moment yeah yeah um yeah my dad definitely uh thinks that we're like he always tells me that uh he feels like the country is going off course from god and that's bad and that the because of that that the um rapture is probably going to happen soon i can't wait i'm ready for it Does he have there a date? Be, there used to be a documentary called like, and the Bible says so or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was about people who like mostly parents of gay kids and like them being super Christian, not able to handle it. And there was this one, one parents I'll never forget. They were like, you know, we had to just realize we were obsessed with the idea of her having gay sex. <laughs> stop every time i thought about it i thought about her having sex. And that's when i had to realize she is not just gay sex you know she's gay <laughs> love and gay affection and whatever and it's like 
Both of her parents were so ugly. It was insane to me <laughs> that they could be so obsessed with the idea of gay sex when they made a baby with their two ugly faces. Yeah. Right. That's also like, it sounds like where they landed was actually kind of like, the the wording was pretty ropey, but like you got like where you landed, that's kind of, yeah, you're getting yes. there. I mean, yeah. getting to the Next idea that like scene. being gay isn't just like about boning. They can have like relationships I'm, the same way. Don't show me your math. Don't show me the math. But yeah. where are you, the the answer we're is correct. Crawling. We're just crawling towards progress. The solution. I'm trying to work on material about that right now too because I um am queer. Um, I like what everyone. Um, I don't know. If you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, but like just how everyone gets so sexual every time they talk to me about it and how I had like an aunt recently, like she found out I was queer and I was at my grandpa's funeral and she didn't know how to approach it. Um, and oh. just came up to me and was like, Melody June, I saw the most perfect butt at the TJ Maxx. I followed this butt. It was so nice, this butt. Like she's a straight woman. <laughs> Asked me how to say the word juicy uh, in English, um, in Farsi she said it. Is she Persian? Um, yeah. And like, that was the way she connected with me, just going straight sexual. And like, I'm, uh, it's such a thing. Did you People... say Pixar didn't count, Auntie, or whatever? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, people get so weird and I just want straight, I want that if people are going to get so weird and sexual off the bat, then all people should come out as sexual beings to their parents and be like, mom, dad, I'm into, um, choking, you know, like <laughs> you have to come out for every kink. Yeah. Just whatever you're into in bed. Cause that's essentially, I don't know what you're into sexually <laughs> is how the conversation has veered. That's so. a, uh, that's amazing. Kink is a spectrum. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. Mom and dad, you know, like, I yeah. Don't... Thanksgiving dinner. I'm into ladies trapped in dryers or whatever. <laughs> you just, you just demonstrate on the turkey. <laughs> Give me the turkey. Let me show you. Give it to me. <laughs> okay, Barney is back. Did you, children who didn't watch Comedian, watch Barney? Are you too old for Barney? Yeah. <laughs> My time to shine. I watched Barney. <laughs> me too. I was all about Barney. I was like, these little kids aren't here. Not even that talented. Like, we need a whole new audition. So I bullshit. know. I saw <laughs> Barney live at the Hartford Civic Center. No, okay? you didn't. Yes, I did. And I have a whole Because you wanted to or your parents took you? My parents took me. I, I think I loved Barney. I don't know. I feel like Chanel, we might be like around the same age. Um, I'm 34. Like, okay, I'm 34. Um, wow. Barney, How did you yeah. know that immediately? I got the vibe. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> um, Kirsten did I, it to me and he was right also. I think I know that we're the same. Okay. <laughs> Game record. Sorry, Jake. Time. No one knows how old you are. <laughs> oh, cool. Do you, you want to keep it that way? <laughs> sure. Let's keep it that way. Sure, sure, sure. Well, Barney was like, everyone watched it, but everyone was ashamed of it growing up. Really? And so there was this thing. Yes. It was like everyone, you know, everyone watched it, but like it would be social suicide at elementary school if you cop <laughs> to it or if it was time to clean up your classroom, someone would accidentally slip into clean up clean up everybody and like if someone accidentally if the teacher would be like all right time for cleanup and someone broke into it they would get called out immediately extremely bullied wait so if everybody did it why did we all did... know the song because we watch it yeah but you're like, like how do you how do you guys know what that song is even how do you know right. those songs from barney to bully me oh barney was masturbation for eighth graders right 
Everyone's doing it, but nobody wants to admit it. I don't know where you're getting your information. Oh, Barney, like $5 billion industry, but I'm the only one. All right. Mom, Dad, I watch Barney. I do remember committing some social suicide because of Barney because I moved when I was like seven and the new school I moved to like Barney was like super like not cool we decided last season it's out it's out out. (laughs) and because we had just moved a lot of our clothes weren't unpacked yet like we were still unpacking boxes and I had this one like literal Barney outfit like a shirt (laughs) like a purple shirt and a purple short set that had just like oh, a little no. garden on it, but was like, I never wore it because it was so embarrassing. Yeah. And this one day my parents were like, you got to wear that one outfit because like everything else is packed. Like, what do you want us to do? And all day I was like, no, I don't like it. I just, we just moved. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a really not a cool way. Oh, like, I had no idea. New girl. <laughs> I had no idea kids. But, so I was, I was too old for Bonnie when it, uh, like Barney came out when I was already too old for it, but I did work in the toy department of a department store, Christmas 1998, which was one of the big Barney years. Yeah. And there was a TV that played it on a loop. And it was the, the one of the toys that year was like, there was a Barney. They toy had it in London. Oh yeah. There, and there was a Barney toy that synced up with the TV. Like you play the, like the TV oh. would play and then the Barney toy would kind of like sync with it and somehow, somehow and sing along. So I had that. If you were working on the cash register that was nearest to there, you had that like for like eight hours, just that <laughs> Barney show just drilled into you. Was it on every morning or was it a Saturday morning cartoon? I don't know what, whether it was in Britain. I don't know whether it was actually when it was broadcast or whatever. I remember they were like selling the videos. They were selling the I feel DVDs. like it was an everyday thing. It okay. just yeah. felt like it was always accessible, even though there was no kind of on-demand technology. I remember this kid always count on. This kid in second grade asked me if I liked Pee-wee's Playhouse, and I was like, no. It was my favorite fucking thing. (laughs) So, like, I... I'm realizing, Mike, that I think I have hated unchecked positivity since I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I, I never bullied anybody for liking Barney, but I definitely hated Barney to the point where that I Love You song is, like, triggering. Really? (laughs) I really hated it. So, and I love dinosaurs. And that's how much I hate Barney, is I love dinosaurs, but I hate Barney. Oh, that's such a good point. Like, as that age group, like, everyone loves dinosaurs. Everyone loves dinosaurs. Everyone loved to hate Barney. Why is Barney, I just, I saw the tweet, there was, like, a viral tweet that was, like, new yassified Barney just dropped, and Barney's all, like, (laughs) matched. Like, why? (laughs) Right. What happened? Why'd we do that? He's woke. You gotta make him woke. Yeah. No, it's, like, Barney got, like, Buccal fat removed. <laughs> and like, oh, he looks good. Oh, he looks no, good. He looks no. like Madonna now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they're doing with all these '90s properties, like the the dramatic Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Has like oh, everyone's yeah. thin now. Mm. Uncle oh, Phil. Wait, is Uncle Phil yeah. thin? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, there's shit. the new uh, there's the new Winnie the Pooh horror movie as well. Have you seen that? I've, I've seen, seen the trailer. I can't what? believe that's real. It well, looks Winnie- like a student film. Yeah, but like Winnie the Pooh just went it's out like of like blood and honey or something. Yeah, it yeah. went out of copyright um like this year. Oh, it's, it's public domain. So it's gone public domain now. And so <laughs> you can do whatever That's you want happening with it. to Steamboat Willie soon, so look out. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, I have. I'm going to change the subject. I guess uh, Nikki Haley got. She's running for president. This woman, she removed the Confederate flag, but boy, is she a trash pile. Uh, she said she wanted a competency competency tests for anyone over seventy five running. Then comes along your boy, Don Lemon, and he goes on CNN and he said, "Well, a woman in her fifties is Pastor Prime." And the two women co hosts go, "What the fuck?" And he goes, "Look it up. Google it. Google what's the prime for a woman." They would it would say your twenties, thirties, and forties, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And then he's like, I'm I'm not saying it. I'm saying that that's what society says. Yeah. Boy, he just kept digging and digging and digging. And now he's apologizing. And I think he's stepping away from the show. Don Lemon oh, said, <laughs> I wanted your reaction to this. <laughs> Don Lemon, did he piss you off by saying women are in their prime in their 20s, 30s, and 40s? I mean, I don't really listen to Don Lemon that Me much. Me neither. Not like, I'm not going to go check his Twitter and be like, let's see how he's feeling now. But also, is he straight? Because it sounds like something the gays No, he's gay. He's gay. Yeah, he's gay. Try to hold gay. back. Mm-hmm. It sounds like something the gays would say to try to hold back on the beauty standards of the straight woman. I don't know. I'm trying to be a bigot about this. I really am. <laughs> I like her bigot voice. It's it difficult. is a good bigot it's voice. Difficult. It's difficult to care, but it does honestly not surprise me that does sound like something a man who is not interested in women might say. <laughs> I know. Can you give us something that will surprise us? Do I feel suddenly so numb. Everything you've thrown, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Like, I, I, I thought, yeah, I thought we were kind of past Don. Le- Remember Chappelle's like George Floyd special? Yes. How it starts? How he's like, oh, Don Lemon's asking me to talk about this. <laughs> and we're like, and I, when I watched it, I was like, we, we still have to like give a shit about Don Lemon? Well, he's mostly famous for getting shit faced on New Year's, right? With like right. Dulce Sloan. Can't even do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't care. Okay, good. Nikki Haley though she, she's running for VP though right that's not a real that's that's not a real presidential run that's what she's doing do you guys so what the yeah. ticket's going to be DeSantis Haley is that I what's going to happen the meatball and Haley yeah <laughs> Wait, what are Lord the nicknames that Trump's going to pick Trump, out Trump called him the meatball and said he wasn't going to call him the meatball and I was like ooh that's good that's a that's a yeah, top but he 10 calls him like Ron DeSantis that right? one sucks that yeah. one sucks, sucks so much cuz to do that firstly you've got to be able to both pronounce and define sanctimonious like that's gonna that's that's a big stumbling block for a lot <laughs> that's like a high everyone knows what a meatball is everyone knows <laughs> everybody what knows a meatball what's the best trump nickname low energy jeb that was pretty good little marco crooked hillary sleepy joe like sleepy joe they're yeah. so basic crazy bernie they stick yeah, they say, yeah. It's for lowest common denominator. It's not mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, be something. That's Meatball Ron's coming, baby. Meatball. <laughs> Low energy Jeb is so funny to me. It's the only one that's funny. If I'm tired, I'll say that I'm feeling a little Jeb. I'm not kidding. Like it's it's like a fun thing for me, and I know that the worst person in the world said it, but it's still. And then you turn to your wife like, "Please applaud." Yeah, please clap. <laughs> yeah, please clap. <laughs> feeling a little Jeb. Um, by the way, I wanted your reaction to this also. I fucking read that the first that this F-16 shot a missile at this birthday balloon or whatever the fuck it did. And the first one missed. The Those missiles cost $400,000 a piece. 
Yeah, they do. <laughs> they shot a million dollars of missiles at fucking birthday balloons. That's what Top Gun's doing in real life. That's what Pete Maverick Mitchell is doing in the real world. Uh, are you? Is this a cool thing that we're doing? Shooting four hundred thousand dollar <laughs> missiles at fucking birds and whatever we're doing? How do you feel? About I feel it? like parents shouldn't get mad that you want an art degree for a hundred thousand dollars anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing costs less than this now. This is what this costs. I don't expect government agencies to be efficient, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. I don't expect it. But also, for frame of reference, why I got this jaded is because when I was 19, I had a part-time job working for TSA at um, the Philadelphia airport. So I was a 19-year-old checking bags for bombs. <laughs> I did like we're talking like two weeks of training on this machine and they're like okay you'll definitely not you'll not if you'll see a bomb if it comes right I'm like totally sure like, <laughs> any any close calls <laughs> uh, not assigned to me <laughs> that is so any job where I've been given responsibility I'm like this is a bad job you shouldn't have given me you shouldn't have allowed this <clears throat> okay, this guy, uh, John, I have a couple more before we do song tournament. I wanted to get this. John Fetterman checked himself into a hospital for depression. Is this going to be like, he's a senator from, Pen- he's the guy that beat Dr. Oz. He mm-hmm. looks like Shrek. He's, I call him Fetty Wap. That's not his name. Uh, is there going to be a stigma for this the way that there has been? Or are people going to be more open about mental health stuff? Well, thank God it's a white guy. Thank God, that's a white guy. That's what to I always say. To kick us off with this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it also depends. Is he going through a breakup? No, the no. opposite. Like he, he opposite? and his wife are like tight. <laughs> they like love each other. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder. Yeah, it's is weird. Gonna, it's gross. Is this gonna usher in like casual wear or street wear into politics? Because he like campaigned with a hoodie on, right? Yeah, hoodie and shorts. Yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. He's and a horrifying that's looking what he's man. Gonna be wearing at this at this place. Yeah, yeah. He's not well, gonna be in a suit. Hoodies are the depressive uniform, and maybe <laughs> he'll get treated. Uh, he's hospitalized. He'll emerge in a suit. We don't know. Yeah. Oh, um, he's good. Just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> come out in a shiny he's suit. It's just not fair because if Dr. Oz is sad, which we know he is, he can always write his own prescription. And that's, oh, like, yeah. he's out here self-dosing while this guy has to go, like, to some, you know, state-funded. What, place. is he a real doctor? Dr. Oz? Well, I think he's got enough prescription pads that he's undoubtedly <laughs> yeah. stacked up over the yeah, years. He was, it, it, it's the, like, it's it's the most depressing story with Oz because he was that's what Fetterman supposedly, said. like, he was a reputable cardiac surgeon, like, no, like good he was meant to be good and now he just like he's turned into this crank selling like diet pills and other just like he's like a traveling medicine man now just like like going door to door with his snake oil he is a traveling medicine man that's exactly what he is he and yeah, Dr. Like, like, he Phil just, his Dr. shows Oz. are basically uh, he earns money from being on the TV but he earns more money from using that time on TV to sell just bullshit yeah to... that's the trick that's the trick is to sell bullshit. Anybody got any bullshit they want me to sell? I need the money. So hit me. <laughs> okay, one more thing that um, that I want your take on. Roald Dahl. The books of Roald Dahl, including uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach, Matilda, The Witches, and Fantastic Mr. Fox have been 
edited and rewritten to remove language that is seen as offensive or insensitive to modern day sensibilities. This is new stuff, though. This is not Mark Twain. Fat, crazy, ugly, black oh, are being removed from the books. Uh, you also terms like children. Parents and references to boys and girls and mothers and fathers. How do you guys feel about this? Wait, where where is this? Like, is this a certain state that's doing this? No, this is a, this is actually Penguin. Penguin, or whatever. I think it's Penguin. Yeah, publishers. I just have books. a problem with like that intersection of like, oh, it's a little girl. She she does magic and it's magic, but we're not going to talk about race. Because <laughs> to me, it's like where some of these books are already such fantastical ideas. They're already in this outrageous world. So yeah. like, if there's elements of the real world, then who cares? Because we can't make it real to life, right? We can't. Well, some people have already pointed out, like, like it was definitely, it was clumsily done and like pretty uselessly done. But also those books have been edited before, including in Roald Dahl's, Dahl's oh, Lifetime, the... including by him. The like, Oompa Loompas were pygmies. Well, that was that was one of the big ones. Yeah, where, like he was like, yeah, like, I fucked. He died like in 1990 or something. So he's yeah, like, yeah, like, I the way fucked the up. Oompa Loompas were in the first edition of that book were African. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was, <coughs> it was uh, they they weren't green. They no, were, they no, were, they were they were African pygmies. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. No good. So, all right. Uh, anything else on that? Anybody got a or fat? You can't say fat. You can describe fat. How do you guys? You feel? can't say fat. The whole I thing right now with fat is that you have to say fat, like from fat activists, right. and it's like don't like fat around the bush and don't be afraid to say it. Yeah. And I'm also trying to think about these books, like if there was a character that was like fat and they were mean about it. Augustus it's- Gloop. Yeah, but he was he was like an asshole. And it's like <laughs> Yeah, the problem was, is not that he's fat. He was a fat witch in the witches and she was also a bitch. So he was a fat bastard. <laughs> but also my like what what dent do they think this is gonna make? Like the internet's the internet. You can find like the original version of Huckleberry Finn. You can find like But if kids you... are like picking it up, they might be like, I gotta get to the bottom of this and see what all of the or, you know, if mm-hmm. if you get a book and you read it, I'm, maybe it makes too big a news that kids are going to be like, I heard that this used to say that Augustus Scope was a real fatty. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I don't know where we're at with that. I'm in my insular, like, I have a queer podcast um, that a lot of, you know, the queer community can be, like, a little more sensitive than the average listenership. So I get a lot of emails all the time, like, that are like you said crazy like and that really offended me or like i used the word lame and i got a a message from a patron on my patreon threatening to end her patreon membership because i used the word lame again after she reached out once and gave me one shot and she was like i am a lame melody um and it was such a big deal. I also have another listener a black lesbian who um i said spooky season and she was like, spook is a slur. Um, it's an anti-black slur. And I, we had to like edit that out. And I was like, wow. at what point do we, I like when, your, like, your podcast sounds popular and I like it. Yeah, no, it is, it is. And, but like the more popular it gets, the more like 
absurd <laughs> language policing emails I get. Like I made a joke on it recently saying like, oh, I was at the doctor's and I was getting an intake and um, the woman, instead of asking if I was on birth control said, and you're not on birth control, right? And so I joked, I was like, you know what that means? I finally look gay enough to not be assumed on birth control. And I got a scathing leather back about how like triggering that was and insensitive to the trans community. Uh, like I just, so I don't know. How anymore. do you handle like, it? I'm like, I, I don't well, um, like I write a long reply and then I just never send it and I move on and if I lose a listener, then I lose a listener. But like now every time gender comes up, like my canned reply is, oh, it's, um, it's everything and nothing. And I don't know how to talk about it. And now I'm just using that to describe anything that's kind of under Just give right the Joe now. Biden answer. It's everything when and nothing. I don't <laughs> They asked Joe Biden how many genders there were. And he goes, at least three. At least three. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Some like he got like a briefing at some point, and there yeah. that's what he took away from it. <laughs> that, that could be a new ratings metrics for podcasts, like how much like hate email or like language policing emails you get in response. Yeah, yeah. it's that's, like you're doing pretty good, man. Don't <laughs> don't send your listeners to this show because I don't know how to handle any of that. <laughs> I'm I say bad shit constantly. <clears throat> a trans woman was so nice to me after I fucked something up and as they left I said thanks man and I fucking had to send a DM a no. they didn't even hear me is the fucking worst part about it I don't I'm trying my best everybody I'm 43 and not We're good at it trying our best whenever I get a lot of views on something it's just people being like you trying to be Louis CK is what I get so that's fun because <laughs> you have a deep voice and slightly roll you, one word into another. <laughs> you've offended the white incel community. Okay. <laughs> oh, one of these days, I swear you guys will be sex havers. <laughs> yeah, that's Chanel, Melody, Matt, and Jake. There's still more show, but if you want video of this panel, if you want to see the sausage get made, and you want to see every panel since March of 2020 and all kinds of other stuff and you're not a freeloading cheapskate that is on the show's patreon and thank you to all the patrons you guys keep the show going and you are all good people where do you go patreon.com slash brido b-r-i-d-o also my latest album is available on apple music spotify amazon title deezer and from astrecords.com you can watch that hour, a version of that hour, on YouTube, on my channel, and please do. If you want even more of me, I think that later today I'm recording a Patreon-only episode of Power Moves with Mike Burns. If you want to see me do stand-up comedy every Wednesday, I'm at the Fable in Eagle Rock for a show called Microdose. And every Friday, I'm at the Glendale Room for a show called Flagship. I also mentioned this at the top, but I want to play a clip of my friend Brad Wenzel's new album. He's been on the panel before. I had him on Microdose a few months ago, and all of the regulars and the older comics freaked out like, who is this guy? He's amazing. Well, let's hear a clip of the album. I'm just going to say a bunch of funny stuff. <laughs> 
That's how I like to do it. This is Comedy Zone Brad Wenzel, and I have a new stand-up special called Joke, Joke, Joke. Check it out. Dave Thomas named Wendy's after his daughter, Wendy, which is super crazy when you think about it, because his oldest son was named Burger Shack Thomas. (laughs) I think... I think a UFC fight would look more organic if the referee was a drunk woman who kept yelling, you guys. <laughs> I don't like the evil clown from the It movie, but I bet nobody hates Pennywise more than a regular clown trapped in a storm drain. <laughs> He's like, I know this looks bad. <laughs> But please help me. The special's on YouTube, the album, wherever you get comedy albums. You can buy the vinyl if you want. It spins. Bradcomedy.com for links or at Brad Wenzel on Instagram. I don't have segues for any of these. (laughs) There he is. Make sure to get that. And all right, we'll get back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. What is the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content against each other every week to determine the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins. And at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-bars cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including your boy Brido, to help decide the winners tournament style these guys have fun making fun of themselves and keep their passions for film and tv alive during this podcast tony's a film nerd joel is a music geek and they aren't shy about their opinions listen to the buffer battle podcast anywhere you download your podcast i'm mike bridenstine and i have listened to none taken the ad we've been doing for like two years on Brado's show, it's all based on an inside joke on our show, but it's for listeners that haven't listened oh. to our show yet. Okay. So the joke yeah. is we always start our show with, you know, somebody as listened. a guest and yeah, and I've never listened to none taken. And, right. and they're so, not going to get that. No, they've never got that. What an annoying <laughs> commercial. What a waste of time. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Neither of us did. <laughs> and then the whole thing ends with these guys fuck, which was like something I said once at the end of a recording, like spastically, like impulsively. Oh, you're not supposed to say I still think that's anymore. funny. All I right. like it when the girl says it. I, I, uh, hi, Victoria. This is the best. This is welcome to None Taken. This is what None Taken is like. <laughs> Wait, did we just do an ad? Is that what you're telling me? I, I think that's what I'm going to send him, and who knows? I mean, he's played that for the last two years. Why wouldn't he play this? This is more like what our show is. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys fuck. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Those guys, well, you know. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion they fuck of Chanel, Melody, Matt, and Jake. Please click follow. Okay, I want to end today by doing a song tournament. The song, the year in question is the year Donald Trump got elected and the Cubs won the World Series. So it's a two for two on that one, everybody. (laughs) 2016, we're playing song tournament. If you've never played before, I take the top eight Billboard hits of a specific year and make them go head to head 
decided by the one, two, three, four of you, and I will be the tiebreaker if necessary. So the number eight song of 2016 is Don't Let Me Down by the Chainsmokers. Are you familiar with this song? So so here's the thing, Mike. You you sent you sent the top eight through before the podcast. I yes. hope I'm not sort of spoiling anything with the listeners, <laughs> like spoiling any of the magic. So so I because last time I did this show, I had to get like other guests of yours to sing half the songs to me because I <laughs> probably know melody. Yeah, so I I'm usually good for that. <laughs> so I listened to I listened to them all down on because these were the biggest songs of 2016, yeah. a year that I was definitely alive for, and yeah. in and out of shopping malls and other public places. Yeah. And at least three of the songs on the list I listened to and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. And now, and it's gone from my head again. And that is, this is one of them. Like Chainsmokers. How does Don't Let Me Down go? It's, I have the Beatles one in my head from the rooftop of that fucking building. Where was that? Abbey Road? I don't know. Yeah. And also I got ELO now stuck in my head as well. (laughs) Oh yeah. Bruce. Yeah. (laughs) Bruce. Who can sing Don't Let Me Down and know how does this basically go? Does anybody know? You know, I would be singing it already if I knew it. Yeah, yeah you would. Yeah, I, I did the same thing as Matt and listened to all these songs. And I, they're so generic. Uh, yeah, that I, I can't, re- the ones that I do know, I know. But the there was like probably half of them like, I know this artist. So no one knows this Chainsmokers song. Okay, it's the, facing. The, like, the Chainsmokers, I know they're, they feel to me like the sort of music equivalent of lying about your STD status. <laughs> Okay, I gotta listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear that. I gotta check it out. Don't let me down, down. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's don't like, let me down, and then it goes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that part. That it. Okay. <laughs> don't let me down. Don't let me down. That's yeah. it. Da 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 da. Don't okay. let me. Don't let me. Don't let yeah. me down. And it sounds like Sia's in it, but she's yeah, but not. it isn't. Oh, I know you're oh, now. Yeah. I know you're saying when you said see it, now oh. I got it. Okay, yeah, I don't like don't the, me song. the oh, number yeah. one that's facing this number one song, Love Yourself by Justin Bieber. That's the number one song of 2016. I have that never heard this song, in, I've never heard it in my life. Oh, you should go and love yourself. Yes, <laughs> I <laughs> love that song too because my dad used to say that my dad's an immigrant, and once we were driving, and a guy cut him off, and instead of saying like English is a second language, uh, and he doesn't have the best grasp of it still, and someone cut him <laughs> off, and he instead of saying go fuck yourself, was like go fuck yourself. It's like, better. Oh, <laughs> well, I, will I love like that it, song. and also also he's got a good horn section in that, or it might be yeah electronic horns. Who knows? But I like that. I don't like that other one. The Don't Let Me Down is like some weird, like Dido dancing in the rain techno remix with guitars. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Does anybody want to vote for Chainsmokers, the song that none of us could come up with other than Kirshen had a pretty uh, good version of it? <laughs> I'd say better. I'd say like it's as good I'm... a version as. I'd say it's one of the best covers of that song. The number seven song of 2016 was Matt Kirshen's cover of Don't Let Me Down by the Chainsmokers. <laughs> right. As half remembered oh, on a podcast. <laughs> is it Clean Sweep for Biebs? I think yeah. it is. I, I'm so ambivalent about both. Honestly, I listened to all 10 of these songs. 10? I felt like, wow, this was a really hopeless year. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst. every way. That's Chainsmokers' yeah. song. Worst thing that happened in 2016. I also. <laughs> <laughs> 
Love Yourself moves on to the next round. Okay. The four versus oh, yeah. five. Work by Rihanna featuring Drake. So this one is like, exactly how it goes. Yep. Versus Stressed Out by 21 Pilots. Can oh, you pick? That's another one that like that, I heard yeah. it and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. And now again, it's gone. Gone. Yeah, because you sent the list and I had to look that one up. And I, I listened didn't to it get twice. it until the chorus, like or halfway through. I was like, oh, right. like it took a yeah. Twice I listened to it, and both times, like the second time I re-listened to it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, now I remember again. And now it's gone. <laughs> Rihanna's <laughs> always good for an earworm. A lot of her biggest hits are just noises. Like I think same word over and over. Yeah, Uh, umbrella. Literally. Yeah. Ella, Ella, Ella. Yeah, she likes to say noises. It's fun. I'm gonna have to give it to work though because like both of these titles are pretty much downers, you know. But (laughs) what's the name of the song again? Stressed out versus work. Yeah, there's no happy medium. But um... (laughs) I play capitalist anthems. Okay. I had to. Capitalist I looked up the lyrics, anthems, and now I remember yeah, the song again. That's now. The capitalist. The yeah, this is about capitalism. It's stressed it's out. Which I could turn back time. Do yeah, yeah. What is it? To the what? Dope days? To the to the the good dope old days. Oh, the good old days. Okay, I think it's a good dope days. It's weird how he says it. Not. But also, he's like twelve, so I don't. Things were better for me when I was younger. I'm twenty-two. Was was there a point where everybody stopped listening to like Top Forty all the time, like Casey Kasem's like Countdown? Right? Yes, when you turn twenty three. Yeah, I did that hear that was Top One Hundred or Two Hundred. Casey Kasem, right? Yeah, I did hear that when you're about thirty four is when you stop. I think Spotify was like has the age of all its listeners, and they're they're like, oh, they're listening to shit from when they were in high school and college still. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find out who's fat. <laughs> <laughs> who's who, does anybody want to vote for Twenty One Pilots on this one? No, no. Nope. Okay, moving on is Work by Rihanna featuring Drake. Okay, speaking of Drake, the number three song of 2016 is One Dance by Drake featuring Wizkid and Kyla. Do you know this one? I need a one dance. Yeah. <laughs> Versus. Was this... Go ahead. Go over you can say Melody. Oh, I'm going to have some competition in the charts because that Was is... That... The music video everyone memed, or am I thinking? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. What was that? Get out of your car and run alongside the car, or what was the? No. 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 <laughs> what was that one? That was the. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It was yeah, a Drake wow, song, though, right? It was. Me. It was a hazardous trend for sure. <laughs> yeah. I saw these like guys in India, like with plows, doing it, like with oxes, and I thought it was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. But I, it's a different, it's a different Drake song altogether. Yeah. Okay, versus Panda by Designer. Panda, 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 Panda. Oh man, that's a hard one. I know it is. I didn't think we were going to be this stressed out in round one. <laughs> stressed out. Already lost. Are you stressed out because you're? it's like ambivalence over the songs or? Well, I just feel like Panda was like such an anomaly because 
you know, we don't know what he's, he's saying. And yeah, <laughs> he's got two eyes in too. his name. But we say it, too. I got bras in Atlanta. That's we all I remember. I got bras in Atlanta. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know nothing else. This was like the first know. big like marble mouth like trap song. You know what I mean? Like, and the- yeah, also, it was oh, like yeah, so the popular of- that then Kanye just Kanye just to took it. it. Yeah, he just like in, in this weird way where I've never I don't I can't remember a time I've seen that happen in music where somebody heard your song, knew that it was yours. And they're like, well, I want to do it, too. Yeah. Just I'm in like the middle you. of a song, he's just got yeah, a I panda. Just, I want to take a piece of that song you already did and put it in my song because that shit is lit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Puffy did it a lot in like the late '90s. Just took songs and made them songs. But he was like sampling them. He was speeding them up, editing them, remixing them. That is them. true. There is no difference. It's just all of a sudden in the middle of a Kanye song. Panda, panda, yeah, panda, that's panda. way too long for a sample. Yeah, that's not a sample. That's nuts. Uh, uh, who wants to make an argument for panda, 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 panda? I think I just did that. Uh, I, I, I will. <laughs> you did. Okay, yeah. You did. Who else? Yeah. Who else? I should say. It was on my workout playlist. I remember that. And Drake, that at least that song was not. Oh, so we got. So you know, one one got me moving. So that's Ooh. good. Ooh. <laughs> one. One dance can fuck right off, according to Melody. Come Wasn't on. dancing. Okay. It's called zero it. dance. Snake's out here like, somebody dance with me. Help. Oh, help. Signer's <laughs> out here like, I got bras in Atlanta. Here's another language. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just elevates. You know? What are the lyrics? Somebody, somebody look up the lyrics to Panda. <laughs> right? All yeah, all I deciphered ever. I got broads in Atlanta. I mean, he's got broads in Atlanta, and that's a great city. Mm-hmm. It's a great city for broads. Yeah, I got broads in Atlanta. Twist and dope, lean and the Fanta, credit cards and the scammers, hitting the flicks and the bando. Okay, so he's making he's making lean with Fanta yeah. instead of Sprite. You know, yep. I don't Black. like I don't Fanta. like that we're deciphering right now <laughs> black history month i just don't like what's happening i don't i have no proof designer is black i have no proof whatsoever <laughs> he's got bras in atlanta it's... okay that's a very black statement yes <laughs> yeah, but it, it could it. be suburbs they could be in roswell <laughs> <laughs> i got broads in fulton county <laughs> <laughs> well, that man is yeah, Chipper Jones. <laughs> I kind of want to hear Matt say it. Can you say you have broad in, broads in Atlanta? I, I mean, I have broads in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next line? Give him the next line. Where, where else would I keep my broads? <laughs> give him the lean. Like, give him the lean line. Not gonna say it again. <laughs> okay, I'm listening, learning, growing, and I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> None of Another the none of the diking out listeners are listening to this. <laughs> this was very triggering for me when you had the original colonizer. <laughs> Say, okay, who wants to vote for Drake featuring Wizkid and Kyla? I'm I'm gonna throw in a vote for Drake. All right, yeah, I'll throw in a vote for Drake. I, you know, when it comes to like, like mumble rap rap or like people doing trap and it's mumbling I, that doesn't even bother me i just don't i feel like so much of the beat is like just boring 
Like, it doesn't get me into any sort of mood. Jake needs one dance. All right. Mm-hmm. Two for Drake. Melody Kamali. What? Who are you voting for? Oh, uh, designer. One for designer. Chanel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to vote for designer. Whenever I hear Panda, it makes me wish I had a car. and wish I could drive it fast. <laughs> right. And it also makes me think about robbing a zoo. And I think that's good for the world. <laughs> don't even talk about Panda. I am the tiebreaker. Panda, and panda, I'm panda. saying Panda, 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 Panda. Moves on. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. The two versus seven. This is the Biebs song I did know. The two is Sorry by Biebs. Justin mm-hmm. Bieber. Do you guys know this song? Yes. Yes. Okay. Versus the one that I'm guessing everybody knows. Hello. By Adele. Yeah. It's crazy that it's number seven. It is crazy. Yeah. Not number one. That album was a juggernaut, but apparently there's bigger songs. Yeah. I feel like people parodied Hello more than any other song on this list. I remember Matt Bronger saying Yellow from the Other Side. He's making a diarrhea joke about it, and I think of that every time that I've ever heard it. (laughs) Oh, like he says Yellow? Like yellow, you know, like peas coming out of your butt, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I must have wiped then, a thousand and times. Heard yeah. that and she got an idea for a song, and she's like, <laughs> "Adele's like, that's good." <laughs> Who likes the Beebs song? Nobody. <laughs> Correct. I don't like it. it would get stuck in my head all the time. Does that mean I liked it? Not so. necessarily. No. It just means it's easier to have a good hook. And it too late now to say, to say sorry. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that song. Yeah, no, that, that song is sad. Yeah, no. Wasn't uh, that number two? Yeah, just number two. Beebs was one and two. two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Adele. Clean sweep Hello. for Adele? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just keep I keep hearing um, Lionel Richie. Hello. Hello. I keep hearing it. <laughs> the stalker anthem by Lionel <laughs> Richie. Okay, Adele moves on to the second round. Sorry, go love yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. one versus four. Love yourself by Biebs versus Work by Rihanna featuring Drake. Did Rihanna do this at the Super Bowl or was this when she did? She did yeah. do it. Okay. Um, who wants to make an argument for Love Yourself over Rihanna featuring Drake? I'll do it because I like being contrary. (laughs) You know, I just think that when someone's talking about your mom and they're like, yo, like my mom doesn't even like you. You need to go love yourself because like your whole, like your vibe is fucked up in my family. That's a level of disrespect that you got to respect. <laughs> my mom. Like. Yeah. There's like a line where he says, my mom doesn't like you. And she likes everybody. Yeah. Everybody. She's an idiot. <laughs> you can't say that on Melody's <laughs> podcast. No. <laughs> Can you say bozo? Or they got like, I'm a clown. I'm a performing clown. No, that's offensive to the clowning community, which, you know, has a high concentration of queer people. Um, Great mm-hmm. point. Great point. It is a theater art. So, um, great point. Yep. <laughs> What's a good insult that would be acceptable on your show? I don't even know anymore. Obviously, this is a, a very vocal minority. Like, 
<laughs> cool the listenership but um i'm sure you could drag straight cis white men and no one cares that's uh, been a fact for years now yeah oh no we got a review once that was like leave them alone some of my favorite <laughs> people are you can't win you really cannot win wow we podcast absolutely not I had a moment in like 2017 where I was like, well, surely you can self-deprecate. And then I started getting, aww. And I was like, what the fuck is happening in comedy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Work versus love yourself. Work versus um, love yourself. Work is so much more iconic to me. It is. It's not my favorite Rihanna. I love Rihanna and it's not nearly my favorite, but I ha- I think I'm going with it. Iconic. Yeah, seeing nods yeah. from Kirshen. Yeah, I just also just because that I didn't have to Google this one. <laughs> yeah, this one was <laughs> this one will come right to you. This one I was like, oh, I know this, I know this. It's <laughs> so it, so well, Chanel well, is saying love yourself, and then uh, Matt and Melody are saying work. Jake, mm-hmm. what are what are you saying? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna say work. Although, what other Rihanna singles came out that year? Because I feel, I also agree with Mel. This is not my favorite Rihanna yeah. song. That also, year? I feel like it would have been really great if she did American Oxygen during the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the really oh, set a statement. That one, I, let me see. That was the anti album. That That's yeah. on yeah. Work has the, the most. Oh, Need Me? Oh, Needed Me is one of my absolute favorites. Oh, Needed Me. Love on the Brain? Very good. I don't. Um, I can't picture. Why aren't these higher than work? Because Drake's on it. Yeah. Crossover value. And you got that earworm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. The six versus. So work is in the finals. Who will Rihanna featuring Drake be facing in the finals? Panda by Designer. Hello, Adele. (laughs) I feel like one of these songs is considered. Good and one is considered shit, but we like it. So, <laughs> I mean, I uh, again, I'm gonna put in for the strong. I didn't have to Google it criteria for, <laughs> for Adele. You've never heard panda, panda, panda. I, I don't think no, I hadn't. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even drive past a Panda Express without going panda, 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 panda. <laughs> It, it was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I guess. I guess I didn't. Like. I guess I didn't go anywhere in public in 2016. I don't know what Fair. I did, but I, I apparently didn't go into any airports, shopping malls, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ch- chain restaurants. I don't. Yeah. I somehow managed to avoid voting booths. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not allowed. You're not allowed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who wants to make an argument for Adele? Hello. Then we like the song "Hello." I mean, I like the song "Hello." Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, you got to be in a mood for it. It's not like something you. What's just the wanna... mood? It's sad. <laughs> yeah, I was going through a breakup uh, when that came uh, out, and so I have this like weird aversion <laughs> to it. Oh, it's triggering. It's an objectively, you, huh? It's triggering. It triggering? It is. Breakup yeah. albums are fucking triggering, man. There's like a whole Kid Cudi <laughs> album I can't listen to. Well, Ma- yeah. well, we should all write an email to Adele and let her know that she's <laughs> triggering us. With she her... should be playing that song. Yeah. <laughs> all up in our face. <laughs> These are great points. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if we did that, she would record uh, like a front facing video where she's crying and she's like, so sorry, I'm doing the best for my fans. <laughs> I just I don't know what people I, were mad when she lost doing. weight. Do you remember that? They were like, how could yep. you? Yeah. 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 What a betrayal. Yeah. What um, a- I, I'm also putting in a vote for Adele just because she's a delight of a human being. She's the worst SNL host I've ever seen. Is she she more than Elon? More than Elon, Mike. Wait, did she host? I thought she was a musical guest. I didn't know she, she was musical it. guest and host. And are you seen Charles Barkley read a cue card? Have you ever seen? <laughs> come on. Adele is the worst I've ever seen. Wow. Mm, Great hello. musical guest. I don't think I, I saw her. I want to give it over to Adele because I just love the disparity between her talking voice and her singing voice. <laughs> Oh, she's like working class British. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. almost like like it could almost be a Cockney accent, but it's not. Yeah, it is the objectively, I guess, better song. Okay, so it, does anybody w- want to vote Panda? Oh yeah, Panda's still in here. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> wow, I think you made your vote already. <laughs> I don't want to, but I would like to see Adele and Designer maybe do a collab. Oh yeah. yeah. What is designer done though? Like where what this happened? is all designer had one to, hit wonder. Yeah, they're I like think after that music video, he just drove off in the Lamborghini and rented and then <laughs> Wait, did COVID get designer? COVID got designer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so clean sweep for Adele, or is anybody saying that they want We'll give it to Adele. All right. Yeah, well... She deserves it. The finals for 2016, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Who you got? Uh, okay. This triggering. <laughs> Speaking of triggering, 2016. Mm-hmm. Work by Rihanna featuring Drake. Hello by Adele. Okay, we're all versed in the dark arts of Zip Zap Zop. So... Melody Kamali, make an argument for work by Rihanna featuring Drake. Uh, work, especially compared to its competition, is a lot more upbeat and hopeful. It was the year where we needed hope. I know that was the campaign slogan of the predecessor. Um, <laughs> but uh, if there's anything I needed that year, it was something up beat and hopeful i mean i had a lot of hope i legitimately thought we were getting our first female president i worked at a democratic uh political firm that made all of the uh, attack ads <laughs> for the democrats actually media strategy company i was a producer i was the one who was like don't play him in wisconsin <laughs> well, um yeah I'm, I'm gonna uh go for work um for that reason final answer also, I went through a brutal breakup. I was brutally dumped, and then that oof, song came out, oof. and I oh, oof, oof. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, so we know where Melody Kamali stands mm-hmm. with work. Chanel Ali. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to work. Um, you know, Rihanna had people out here clocking in and not feeling as bad about it. <laughs> and Adele had people getting off work and. You know, getting a little too relaxed in the bathtub, if you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> also, so, yeah, yeah. It was a hard year, and we just needed somebody who was just gonna make us dance. So yeah, we worked it out. 
We okay. celebrated work before this like late stage capitalism awareness that like COVID brought on especially. So it's like one last shout out to work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One last celebration. All right. Jake Kroger. Yeah, I think it's important in everyone's mental health journey to realize that <laughs> all your feelings are valid and you should not deny them. And definitely when it comes to things that are more, should I hope for helicopter? Can you guys hear that? No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Wow. Maybe I'm going crazy. Um, <laughs> this is the end of Goodfellas. You know what? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> hey. Hey. And yeah. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I apparently uh, had to test into therapy at Kaiser Permanente, and they said, you are anxious enough for therapy. So good job. Super. I'm proud, um, proud of you. Nice. Yeah, I I'm always I'm always an advocate for like feeling your feelings. And I think a good way to process and have catharsis is like if you're sad, listening to sad music. Certainly I had a break my very first breakup of my entire life near the start of quarantine. Oh. Yeah. And I just listened to I I traded listening to any podcast that I listened to to just listen to sad music nonstop. And that really helps. So wow. what's I'm your go to sad song? Um, it switched from week to week, but definitely I think I started out with like first cut is the deepest. Oh wow. Like, Cheryl is that Cheryl Crow? No, the original one, which I think is by like PP Arnold. Sounds right to me. I thought it was Cascade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a I, I did I think it I listened to Lacrimosa over and over at Natagio for strings one week. If you really want to listen to sad classical music. Sure. There's, oh my God, I'm going to get, whenever any classical music is invoked on this, I get 35 messages. So thank you for that. I will get (laughs) that movie Tar. I didn't get it. Somebody explain it to me. Just kidding. Don't. I don't want a full inbox. Okay. So you're saying, so Jake is saying hello. It looks like it's coming down to Matthew Kirshen. Well, okay. Are you voting? Are you voting? country for your countrymen that's completely incidental <laughs> However, he in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> however in a, in a tough and sad year 2016 do you want to think about the other side of it <laughs> that is greeting you from beyond the four-year term <laughs> yeah. Or do you want to focus on work, the what the objectively worst thing that society imposes on us? I mean, uh, one the sad one should be work unless I mean like uh, Yeah. Uh, you know, just like, imagine imagine like work slowed down a lot and then like hello sped up to kind of like a joint jaunty kind of like scar number. <laughs> like an upstrum on a guitar. Yeah, if we yeah. redid this song, I would like it more. You're right. Like a cockney knees up kind of deal. <laughs> when my and wife from the w- other side, you know, it's, it's, uh... when my African American <laughs> wife said to me, "What is ska music?" I was like, "Oh boy, I am so excited to break out." <laughs> okay, so we're tied right now. So it all comes it's, down. Remember to reggae? Me. It's like when when people like me try to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it started looking like you, but then we decided we liked it the most. <laughs> but then we had a trombone. <laughs> no gentrification? Well. <laughs> it started by saying, then it was two tones, so they had a checkerboard to represent what was happening. 
It's like a um, a horizontal fence in Silver Lake. That's how you know it's the house has been flipped. Um, okay. It all comes down to me. It's work versus hello by Adele. Okay, I'm going to say, just for my own sanity, I am going to vote for the winner for 2016, which is Work by Rihanna featuring Drake. Thank you for playing, everybody. (laughs) Who has plugs? This will be, I believe, the show is moving to the Starburns Audio Network, and this will be the first show, I believe, on... When I make the move, so you'll have new people listening to you. So, um, plug time. Matt Kirshen, where would you like the people to find you? Uh, find me on the various social networks, and then probably Science is my podcast. Wonderful. Uh, Featuring we, guests like your boy. Like Mike Bridenstein, quite recently. Yeah. yeah. We go through the weekend science news with comedians. Probably Science is, yes. is the show. Jay Kroger, where would you like them to find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at not the supermarket on Twitter at metric Kroger. Look at the comedy bureau. That's my whole thing at the comedy bureau. There's also a podcast called the comedy bureau field report, which somebody told me that they would just see my post on Instagram and they thought it was like an actual field report, like an article. And I'm like, wait, I have to tell you it's a podcast. It's a podcast. So it's a podcast. <laughs> okay, good. It's a podcast. Wonderful. Melody Kamali. Speaking of podcasts, that one we were talking about is called Diking Out. Um, and I'm at Melody Kamali on all social media platforms. If you're sensitive and like writing DMs to podcasters, check out Diking Out, which you can say if That's you leave a five star review on. Yes. I'm, I'm not, I'll never get over that. Chanel, <laughs> where do you want them to find you? You guys can follow me on Instagram at Chanel Ali. That's Chanel like the perfume. Ali like Muhammad. And you can also check my website, ChanelAli.com, to see where I'm going to be joking in a city near you. Wonderful. Okay, this will be up Friday. Thank you. You guys were great. Uh, thank you. Thanks for being so here. much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah. Chanel, Melody, Matt, and Jake, thank you for listening. And please go buy my album. I desperately need money. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Love you.